Well, it's now been over seven weeks since a global pandemic was declared. And most around the world, including us, have been under stay-at-home orders and social distancing for quite some time. And I'm sure many, if not most of you, like me, have experienced a lot of stuff inside. And I'm not talking about inside your home. I'm talking about inside yourself, like anxiety, irritability, even anger. For most right now, there is an undercurrent of angst within. I was uh, on the phone just a couple of weeks ago uh, with a good friend, and we were talking about how unusually overwhelmed we were feeling how we were feeling so overwhelmed by the many needs and demands around us and by our own inability to adequately address those needs. Before we prayed for one another, uh, we took a moment to look at a familiar passage in Scripture. It's the one miracle of Jesus that's found in all four of the Gospels, Uh, the miracle known as the feeding of the 5,000, where Jesus takes what little the disciples have and multiplies it to provide abundantly for them and for others. And so today, we're going to take a brief look at that familiar passage in Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 44. Now, hopefully you've read the passage uh, as listed in your order of worship, and you've prayed that God would speak through His Word into our hearts and lives. For what we see here in Mark 6 is that the disciples thought they knew what was coming next, but instead the exact opposite happens. Life is unexpectedly interrupted. As the story unfolds, the disciples thought that they were about to have some much-needed time away with Jesus all by themselves. But instead, a whole bunch of uninvited people show up. And instead of sending them away, Jesus has compassion on them and begins teaching them the good news of God's kingdom. Well, the disciples aren't happy. I mean, this wasn't the plan. And as the day goes on, Jesus' teaching goes on and on and on. And and to them, it's it's going way too long. It's, It's getting late in the day. They're tired and hungry. I mean, remember, they haven't even had a chance to eat, uh, something we saw back in verse 31. They're becoming more and more irritated, and they begin to think not only practically, but very selfishly. And so what do they do? Well, they tell Jesus what to do. Jesus. Jesus, send the people away to buy themselves something to eat. Verse 36. Well, how does Jesus respond? He says to the disciples, Verse 37, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. 
Now, I, I want you to think about that for just a moment. Because if you've already read the passage, then you know that Mark, at the very end of this passage, in verse 44, he tells us that there were 5,000 men there that day. And the gospel writer Matthew points out that that doesn't include the women and children. And so most commentators agree that it was likely upwards of 20,000 people who were there. Friends, that's more than twice the number, more than twice the size of the College of William and Mary. And Jesus says to His small group of 12 disciples, you give them something to eat. What? No way. I mean, Jesus, that's impossible. We can't do it. But notice that Jesus doesn't even address the disciples' objection. He simply asks, how much bread do you have? Go and see. And so they survey the crowd and they uh, return, coming back to Jesus with an answer. Five loaves. Oh, and two fish. That's it, Jesus. That's all we've got. Nothing. Frustration and unbelief are building. Well, what about you? I mean, clearly life isn't going as planned. We've uh, we've been hit with the unexpected. Sometimes we're not even sure what we need to do next or even if we've got what we need to do, whatever that is. For me personally, this has been a hard season so far, as I'm sure it's been for many of you. And so this past week, I tried to read myself into this passage as one of the disciples. Uh, how were they feeling? What were they thinking? What was Jesus calling them to do? Well, we see that they're in a, a desolate place. Uh, they make reference to that in verse 35. Uh, they've got no real resources of their own, and they're inadequate to address the needs around them. Well, I mean, it's pretty similar for us today. Because the place we find ourselves is a desolate place. And I'm not just talking about externally, but internally as well. We're grasping to understand what's going on, to regain a sense of stability and control. Uh, there's a global health crisis, an economic crisis, and, and, and we don't really know what's going to happen. Again, we're experiencing anxiety, irritability, even anger. Life as we knew it has been interrupted, and there are now so many unknowns and uncertainties. We look around, and we aren't sure that we've got what we need. And sometimes, sometimes it seems like all we've got is nothing. But what we see in verses 39 to 44, is that Jesus takes what little the disciples have and multiplies it to provide abundantly for them and through them for others. Now, Jesus takes what little they have, offers thanks to the Father, 
uh, breaks the bread and gives it to the disciples to distribute to the people. And what happened? Verses 42 and 43, it says that they all ate and were satisfied. All of them, they all ate abundantly. All 20,000 plus were fed that day. And to top it off, there were leftovers, basketfuls of leftovers. Again, Jesus said, you give them something to eat. Did they? Yes. Yes, they did. You see, God made the impossible possible. Jesus provided for the disciples and through them provided for others. Apart from Jesus, though, they could do nothing. And do you see what Jesus was doing? Do you see what he was doing? He was calling the disciples to greater dependence on him. Greater dependence. Dependence? I mean, that's not what I want. I mean, no, I want to be independent. I want to be strong and able, and I want others to see me in that light as well. If I'm honest with myself, so much of the time, I'd rather be more competent than more dependent. So I remember back when I was a a campus minister down in North Carolina, and I had a a wonderful staff team. We got together on a a regular basis, uh, not only to plan and prepare for our ministry on campus, but also to be in God's Word together and to pray with and for one another. And occasionally, we would go on prayer walks. And so one particular afternoon, I was paired up with my friend and colleague, Stephanie. Stephanie's a couple years older than I am, also a William and Mary grad. And as Stephanie and I embarked on our prayer walk that day, before we could start praying for the campus, uh, she turned to me and she asked, Camper, how could I be praying for you right now personally? Well, without hesitation, I said, Stephanie, I have been praying and asking God to please make me more competent. More competent in in, in all that I'm doing, more competent in the things that he's calling me to do. More competent as a a husband, uh, as a a newlywed to Heather. Uh, More competent as a minister of the gospel, and in particular to to the students on campus. Well, Stephanie stopped walking. She turned and she looked at me and she said, Well, Camper, but what if God doesn't want to answer that prayer? At least not in the way that I, I think you're asking him. Because then you wouldn't have to depend on him, would you? I mean, Stephanie nailed it. She could see what was going on in my own heart, even when I couldn't see it. And what was that? I was really asking God to make me independent, free of my need, my need of him. And so Stephanie pointed me to my very present need of Jesus, my present, ongoing, continual need of Jesus. And that's what Jesus does here in Mark 6. He wants us to see our present, continual need of Him and to know 
and to know that in Him we already have whatever we need for whatever we're facing. Jesus calls us, as His disciples, He calls us to greater dependence on Him. Because ultimately, Jesus is what, or, or rather who, we most need. Jesus, the one who died for us, that we might live through Him. And so if you have Jesus, then you already have what you need. Now, while we may be limited by this coronavirus pandemic, God is not. In Christ, He will provide for us. He will provide what we need when we need it. Now, we don't know exactly what that'll look like, and circumstances may remain difficult, but He will provide what we need when we need it. Many of you are familiar with the name Corrie ten Boom. Uh, Corrie ten Boom, a Dutch woman who uh, hid Jews during World War II, hid them from the Nazis. Uh, in fact, actually saved all of the Jews that were housed uh, in her family home. But eventually, uh, she was, was discovered, found out, captured, and uh, taken with others in her family to Nazi concentration camps. She's probably best known for her book, The Hiding Place, where she tells of that time, and also throughout the book, uh, recounts some of her growing up years. And there's one particular story that has always stood out to me, a conversation that Corey had uh, with her father when she was a young girl and when she was facing the reality, for the very first time, of facing the reality of, of pain and suffering and loss. And her father asked, Corey, when you and I go to Amsterdam, when do I give you your train ticket? Why, right before we get on the train, Daddy. Exactly, said her father. And our wise and loving Heavenly Father knows when we're going to need things too. And when the time comes that some of us will have to suffer or even die, you will look into your heart and find the strength you need just in time. He knows what you need, and He will provide. The Apostle Paul reminds us at the end of Philippians, our God will supply every need of yours according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And he also says, I can face all things through Jesus who strengthens me. For His grace is sufficient, His power made perfect in weakness. Brothers and sisters, He will provide what you need, when you need it. During this season of 
pandemic and isolation, or any other season in life. And so you and I, we can face all things through Him. Thanks be to God. Amen.